This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This episode comes from our YouTube teaching archives. This week, we're talking all about eco-anxiety, which is a growing emotional health issue for many of our clients. Do you have feelings of overwhelm, hopelessness, anxiety or depression when you watch the news or read in the media about climate change problems, environmental problems and potential ecological disasters? If so, this video is for you. We're going to be exploring what is eco-anxiety, what are the signs and symptoms, and what causes it. And most importantly, we'll be offering you some practical tips and advice so you can begin to help yourself right now. Okay, David, so when a client comes to you, as I know they are increasingly are, with this eco-anxiety, what are the typical signs and symptoms they're telling you about? Well, being consumed, I would guess that their mind is just focusing on this one issue, and mainly because in the media, on television, on the radio, on newspapers, every form, that's basically all you hear. So they create a red light feeling because they see the reality of the situation. And then constantly it's getting reinforced, 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 which means that their mind becomes more and more focused on this one subject. Mm -hmm. So the physical manifestations of this is poor sleep, not being able to get off, off to sleep, rolling it around is in their mind, waking up in the middle of the night, you know, we call it the 3 a.m. mind. Have you ever had the 3 a.m. mind? You wake up and then you can't get back to sleep because you're rolling around all of the problems. And then it takes on more and more of your day because you see constant reminders of it, Mm -hmm. litter around the place, plastic around the place, you know, and it's a constant, it's like like somebody rubbing at a saw, it's constantly going on all of the time. That can't, the idea of the sore, I suppose some people will experience this eco-anxiety as almost like a, an ongoing, relatively mild background worry or concern. Other people who are really in the cycle of, of, of concern about the eco-issues and not controlling the emotions, they are experiencing a sense of panic, almost like a panic attack. Yep. Definitely, because because you see on on the news they keep on giving these dates. We've only got twenty years, mm. twenty, thirty, forty years to save the planet. And for a very sensitive person, the, what that's doing, it's keep on kind of triggering, mm-hmm. triggering, triggering all of the time. And so, this is why it's very important to have this talk with you because you can't stop the external. How many videos have we talked about? We can't stop the media talking about it or being more realistic. We can't stop the triggers. So the only thing you can control is yourself. Mm. I think as well, David, um, if uh, anxiety and panic are one 
kind of result of being you know very concerned about these issues some people are talking about uh, having uh, anger or or you know feeling hopeless or desperate that there's almost there's nothing they can do and then that in turn creates a feeling of despondency and depression and like oh you know hopelessness well the one word you haven't used which i would use was the one you just used is hopelessness they they have a sense of hopelessness that little old them all by themselves can't stop this um national and international and world and universe disaster so what can they do so they have a big sense of hopelessness you know, funny enough, because I have a sense of deja vu about about this through my career. This reminds me so much as early in my career when I was working with a lot of clients about the nuclear attack. Do you remember the Cold War and the threats of, you know, the East and nuclear war and nuclear bombs? This used to be a constant thing that I would be working with, with as with my clients because it's in the news, it's talking about it, it's constantly happening, and then people get hooked into the story. Mm-hmm. And this, to me, is very similar to this idea, because it's the number one news. Look at the news today. Yeah. First story, first story. I read this morning, first story was about the the climate and about how long have we got to change it. One report says 30 years, one report says 50 years. And so it's constantly... It's again, it's like a trigger, trigger, trigger all of the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not aware of this, and if you're not in control of your emotions, and so this why it falls into the Wu Wei model. Remember, try and say on each video to remind you, you are the creator of your emotions, not the victim. Second one more applies to this one. You control your mind. Your mind does not control you. And so... When we come on to the things you can do, it's about being in control of your mind and not letting external trigger you. The way that I would like you to consider, as we get on, we'll we'll think about this more, is being an optimistic realist. Mm -hmm. So we have to be realistically, of course. I'm not saying to bury your head. I'm not saying to swing from one side to the other, as Alex said, to be overly anxious, be number one, item in your mind and I'm also not asking you to forget about it whistle a happy tune burn up more fossil fuels buy a bigger car I'm not saying that I'm saying there must be a woo way that's the title of our videos there must be that middle way where you can be an optimistic realist I think David a lot of people would balk at the the kind of concept of being optimistic about um, our ecological future, if we are to believe, you know, some of the the um, the messages that are coming through from the scientific if we study, believe yeah, all of the messages. But I, I guess, I guess it's about not letting the emotions that you are, would you say, are a natural reaction, a, a certain amount of red light emotions of concern, Absolutely. of engagement <clears throat> in these issues, of wanting to do something about it is a natural and authentic reaction. I think the problem comes, though, when we allow the emotions and the thinking and the thoughts and the worst-case scenarios to consume us, then it 
it does overwhelm us. It does stop us from enjoying what we have now. It does stop us from taking positive, affirmative action to do something about these issues. I think that's a really good point. And we sometimes get feedback when people misunderstand the teaching. And they believe that I'm saying that you shouldn't have emotions or emotions are bad. And I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying um, emotions, appropriate emotions, are one of your greatest assets. But remember, you are the creator of those emotions. So if your emotions, as Alex said at the beginning, reading the headlines, I am overwhelmed by emotions, never forget the basis of the teaching. You are creating those emotions. And so this is time for you to be concerned. Absolutely. This is real. This is not made up. So you have to take the appropriate action that you think is appropriate. And I'm going to go back. Optimistic realist. This doesn't mean to say you're going to whistle a happy tune and be optimistic, because the other word is being realistic. But also, don't focus on just the negative outcomes, because this is exactly what we call the human-centered mind. You may call the ego but particularly that part of the mind that we call the inner child. The inner child, remember, again, say it in most videos, the inner child wants to be protected, to be safe, to be in control, to have known outcomes. Mm -hmm. And when it keeps on hearing these messages in the news, the inner child part of your mind basically gets paralyzed with fear Mm -hmm. because all you're seeing is the negative outcome. I always think about it like a light beam. Instead of the light beam being wide and you can see all possibilities, the light beam becomes narrower and narrower and narrower until you only see one possibility, which is disaster. And so if you keep on focusing on disaster, on bad outcomes, on poor outcomes, then you're activating your belief system because that's all you're believing It's like walking around saying, we're doomed, we're doomed, we're doomed. And that's what's going on in your mind. That is one possible outcome. Absolutely, realistically, that's one possible outcome. But we're not saying it's going to be the outcome. Thank goodness we didn't have nuclear war. If we were having this conversation 35 years ago when I was speaking to my clients, they would guarantee me, some of my clients would guarantee me, they were building cellars for nuclear war. That, But we couldn't say, oh, that's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. That is one possible outcome, but there are other outcomes. So I I guess what you're saying, David, that point you make about the inner child, and of course the inner child within us, with that part of our mind that wants to know what's going to happen, wants to be safe, doesn't want bad things to happen, wants everything to run smoothly. The When we read as adults these messages coming back to us about the, the scientific studies, the reports, also the possible exaggerations in some parts of the media about what may or could or might or should happen, our, the inner child hooks onto that. It's almost like, it's like a red light, a warning system saying, oh, no, this is going to be a problem. And then the that part of our mind scrabbles around and tries to think, well, I've got to talk this out. I've got to control it. And of course, we can't control it. We can only do what we can do and we can come on to that. But w- as individuals, we cannot 
have a huge, massive impact as as a single individual on a, a global issue. And we need, and also we can't control unknown outcomes. And so I guess we have to teach that life lesson to the inner child. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what it is. In our system, it, it's a life lesson. And it, it makes me wonder because whether the media is almost designed to stimulate and activate the inner child. I don't know where you live, but where we live is in the UK. There's been so many times a good news newspaper has tried to launch I think I can remember about 10 times, and they never work. Why? Because our minds are designed to keep ourselves safe. We want to hear bad news and bad scenarios on what could happen. And as Alex said, that's the spiritual teaching that we have to teach our child the reality of the situation. And the reality, yes, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying it can't happen. But I am saying... I am not guaranteeing you it will happen. That is one of many scenarios. Go back to my analogy of the beam. Instead of focusing just on negativity, just widening it out and saying, well, that's one possibility, but there is other possibility. For instance, we should, we could quite easily come up with a technical, a logical fix. Um, we're doing it now with, uh, with electric cars. I mean, five, eight, ten years ago, the thought of an electric car working and being being usable was laughable. Now we're getting quite close to it. That's just one thing. Mm. And there's many areas where we're changing the way wind and solar power. Look, look at energy. We've got the greatest form of free energy up there, the sun. We've just got to learn the technological way of how to use mm. that, you mm. know, and so... I, I have great faith in us as human beings, spiritual human beings, our inventiveness, our way of finding answers all through life. We thought the Industrial Revolution would be the end of everything, and we find a way through. So that's what I would want you to consider, is along with a doomsday scenario, also think of the ingenuity of us as a human race. We've always solved our problems. And that's what I would say about being a, an optimistic realist. Yeah. And I think as well, David, I suppose uh, the ancient Taoists would teach us that as well as uh, human beings being very resourceful, resilient, flexible, uh, creative in coming up with solutions, so is nature. So, so is nature. nature Nature, you know, we are parts of nature and, and really uh, nature adapts and copes and, um, you know, re resets where necessary. It regenerates. Now, I'm not, again, we're not saying that no. this is okay, what's happening and everything, but it's about having a, a bigger picture understanding yes. in terms of possibilities and outcomes. Now, David, one thing I wanted to ask you about was, do would you say that, uh, for highly sensitive people, so most of our clients are highly sensitive people who are um, very connect intuitively connected to nature, to the surroundings, uh, to other people, sense of community. They have that stronger kind of connection to their environment. Mm -hmm. Would you say that this eco-anxiety is more of an issue for highly sensitive people? Yes, 
I would. I, 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 that's that's my personal empirical observations, it, and it's and it's because they're not using. You know, we did a video a few uh, weeks ago called "Your Superpowers." They're not using their sensitivity in the correct way, and these triggers, these things overwhelm their sensitivity they misunderstand sensitivity as a weakness instead of a superpower but if you are a sensitive person you have to understand that sensitivity and be able to use it correctly as in the right way again mainly for sensitive people they will narrow this down to worst case scenarios because they're not controlling their beliefs their thoughts. They believe they are a victim. They are on the receiving end. And I, when we want to teach them, it's the other way around. That sensitivity is your superpower. So it might be worth watching that video. Yeah, I will put a link to that video for you. I think, I think, David, the, I guess the key, the key message in terms of the signs and symptoms and causes is that it's perfectly natural to have concerns yes. and those concerns to raise some red light emotions for you. Yes. The trick is to not let the concerns escalate and escalate so much that the red, the red light emotions paralyze you, mm. stop you from taking rational action. Yes. So the first the first step, as you've already spoken about really, is be mindful not to get overly fixated on the like the worst case doomsday scenario. Yes. Now, when we say that, we're not saying pretend that's not going to happen. All we're saying is widen the beam out in terms of the possibilities of potential outcomes. So rather than letting the human-centered mind fix only on the worst-case scenario doomsday outcome in whatever kind of eco-issue particularly concerns you or whatever area concerns you, spend a, spend time thinking about, okay, so what are the p- possible other outcomes? So that could be right at the opposite end of the spectrum, so being excessively optimistic but also the optimistic realist outcomes the neutral outcomes and just have an appreciation because at the end of the day we do not know there is no certainty over outcomes there never will be whether we're talking about climate change issues ecological issues or any other life issues there is no there are no there's no certainty and we have to teach that to our inner child because our inner child will want to hold on to the very worst doomsday scenario and assume that is ultimately guaranteed as to what's going to happen and of course if we go run with that no wonder we have a sense of overwhelm helplessness depression because we're buying into that story as if it's a if it's a reality and we don't know the reality so uh, and just to say though alex we, we we call it life lessons and and in this video and other videos this is one of the fundamental core life lessons you have to teach that part of your mind that we are calling or labeling the inner child you cannot have certainty you cannot control the future that's very important and a massive life lesson to understand. And if you take anything away from this video, even if this subject isn't relevant to you, it is very relevant to 
find that part of your mind that we call the inner child and sit with yourself in a meditation to learn that lesson you can't control the unknown we live in the unknown no one can give you guarantees about anything no one can give you a guarantee that the future is going to be wonderful utopian disney world everything's going to work out fine don't worry and no one can guarantee you it's a doomsday scenario and you have to find that middle way that we call Wu Wei, effortless effort, living in your flow, being true to yourself, being honest. I would call it optimistic realist. So being realistic, but looking optimistically to solve the problems, not to be overwhelmed by the problems. That's what I mean by being optimistic, not being poor me. I am the victim. I can't do anything about it because you can do mm. something mm. about it. And I think, David, in terms of what we can do about it, this, the second thing really that I know you advise your clients on is basically talking about it yeah. because a lot of people, I would imagine, when they have all these these emotions and these thoughts and these concerns running around their head and, and getting amplified, they internalize it. They don't share it with anyone else. Um, but that's almost the worst thing you can do. So I guess... Well, it's because that's narrowing the beam, yeah. Alex. And just talking about it or even bringing it up in our Facebook community group widens the beam because you're hearing other people's yeah point of view. And you might hear an absolutely unrealistic optimist and say, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. But all that's doing is widening your view. It's it's telling you, it's triggering you. There are more than one outcome here. Mm -hmm. There are more than one. And the solution, I would almost guarantee you the solution to this hasn't even been invented yet. I think it will come in the next five years or so. That's my uh, that's my own opinion. I think there'll be a solution to this coming in the five or ten years that we don't even know yeah. about yet. But talking to other people, as Alex says, sharing with other people, listening to their point of view is widening the beam so you can widen your pointers of mm -hmm. reference rather than just referencing on doomsday. Yeah, and I think... When we say talking to other people, so that could be a trusted friend, mm. a trusted therapist, in a, an online forum, no. a local community group, no. just so you can share and discuss your ideas and get them from out of your head and, and verbalize them. Mm. And that kind of shifts the energy a bit, the pent up energy. Okay. And, and for some people as well, they find journaling very helpful because when your mind is all uh, confused and your emotions are racing and you have that feeling of overwhelm, just starting to write out your thoughts on the issue will help you make sense of it, will help give you some clarity. How about doing a blog? Start your own blog. It's free. You can do it. Very easy to do. If this, if this is you and you like writing, just start your own blog and you'll get people commenting on your work and and what you think and giving you different points of view. You know, in our work, we love it when you come and give us a different point, a point of view, because that's widening the discussion. Mm. And the third thing, David, um, which I think is particularly important is often, I mean, these ecological issues and the climate change issues and the environmental issues, they are at a global scale. So this global scale can feel overwhelming to the individual in terms of, you know, 
I, what can I do? How can I help? And then that causes a lot of people to just give up and shut down and, and say, oh, this is hopeless. But actually, if we can begin to take affirmative action for ourselves and our family and our family in terms of just the choices we make in terms of what we eat, where we shop, where we go on holiday, how we travel, those sorts of things all collectively will make a difference. Well, to confirm that this morning in that story I told you about, I was listening to the news. Our biggest supermarket in the UK has now come out and said within three years they are going to be um, polythene, you know, the polythene yeah. they wrap around fruit free. Yeah. And why they're doing that is response from their customers. So you are important mm -hmm. and you are important to make choices and you are important to write to your MP. It is important for you to write your MP, to speak to write to your supermarkets, to say, I do not want plastic. I do not want this. I want that. Start shopping at shops where they don't use plastic. And then pretty soon, big business will see this. And like this morning, they will change. They will change immediately. You have got that power. And can I tell you, one of the biggest powers you've got if you're in a family is your children. Talk to your children about uh, about it because it's their future. Speak to them about it and make sure they understand that they can do things as well, mm -hmm. that they can make changes in their environment, in what materials they use, how they go to school. Can they walk a little bit farther? All these little things that seem insignificant, all mounting up is so significant. How do you change the universe? Here's a Taoist saying, how you change the universe, you change your country, you change your town, you change your, your house, you change your family, and you change yourself. It all starts with you. You are awesome. You are part of the universe, not apart from it. You can make a change now, even if it's just not buying something or telling your supermarket you're not going to buy because it's covered in, in polythene or you don't want a plastic straw. Just start doing that now. And I think, David, the key message of this video is really to move from a place of eco-anxiety where your emotions are out of control, where they're overwhelming you, where they're stopping you from taking positive affirmative action to a place of eco-action where you can do something where an eco-warrior an eco-warrior <laughs> where you can make a difference and using that energy and enthusiasm and concern and passion that you have for the environment in a positive way thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow if you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.